oh, just so you know, I use a lot of like class language, but that is simply for like what the title of what our thing is. I don't pretend in any way that these are like kink classes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted you guys to be aware of my language usage. All yeah. right. So three, two, one. Welcome to Brat University, a place where we talk about ethical bratting and kink 101 topics. But like any good university, there are some rules that need to be followed while you are here. This is an 18 plus podcast. So if you are under the age of 18, we ask that you stop listening now and come back when you are of age. Second, any of the knowledge in this podcast is based upon the knowledge, experience, and opinions of those who appear on the podcast. Please make sure that you are doing your own research following the listening of this podcast. And last rule, make sure to have fun and enjoy. Break a heart like an eggshell, cardiac arrest, a heart attack, go a tantrum, baby doll me up cause I'm a brat, I'm a handful, demi-devil bite me, yeah, bitch I am one, throw a tantrum. Welcome everyone to Brat University, thank you for joining us for another class. As always, I'm your professor, Brattastic. And I am Tatiana, the Chaos Brat. And today, for our class, we have some guest speakers joining us today. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Lulu. I am also known as at To Be Honest. I'm a baby sub on TikTok, and my pronouns are she, her. And hi, my name is Phrygian Monk. I go by they, them pronouns, and I am a BDSM educator, practitioner, and all-around lover of kinky things. Ooh, I love that introduction. That's really, really awesome. <laughs> so the topic of our class today is online dynamics. Because of COVID, I feel like, you know, they're always a thing, but I feel like because of COVID, they became like this even bigger thing because people couldn't, you know, meet in things. And uh, I feel like now online dynamics have become a lot more prevalent. So I invited these two lovely people to talk about it because a decent part of their relationship is online and they met online so since we're talking about how they met let's dive into it how did the two of you meet well we met on tiktok we are both content creators and around this time last year uh because of the pandemic uh domcon la had been pushed back so uh virgin monk was coming to DomCon LA and I was also in the Southern California region at the time and so they reached out to me and asked if we could meet up and I was stoked and was like absolutely and I cannot stress enough that at this time it was just a completely platonic relationship play wasn't even mentioned in the first time we met and it was just a wonderful day. We got drinks, we went to a barcade, we went to a toy store, all completely platonically. <laughs> yeah, um, let's see, do I have anything to add to that? Not really. Um, just having an interest in meeting some other TikTokers um, in my region, um, since the West Coast seems to be a little sparse on the kink talk side. Um, but it was a really great day and it was a cool way to get to know another person, both who is kinky and does TikTok. Yeah, and how did that lead to um, us getting into, well, so we had a play partnership that led into a dynamic that led into now we're in a vanilla relationship as well as a dynamic. So, uh, sir, what led to you asking to play and like initiate the play partnership aspect? Well, we kept talking after we first met. Um, we met in August of 2021 and we just kept talking after that. And it was just kind of a natural pro process. Um, I know kind of the catalyst for it was we were talking about you doing your first scene and um, at the time it just kind of 
saying it, but I said, hey, well, if you ever want to, I would be happy to do your first scene for you. Um, and that was an accepted offer. <laughs> and things progressed from there. Don't you love when, like, you say stuff, like, half-jokingly, and then they say yes, and then you're just like, oh, um, okay. <laughs> Truly, I do that all the time with my Dom and roleplay ideas. I try to think of ones that are so out there that they would they would just shock him or something and it always surprises me when he says hey that's not a bad idea we should try that (laughs) well and also as long as you're willing to accept no bringing up things aren't inherently bad and what was really great about it is at first I it wasn't that I said no I just didn't say yes at first I was like oh let me think about that because again it was entirely entirely platonic so I didn't think about anything uh, at the time I just you know thought we were friends and after that first question I started thinking about it and I was like wait (laughs) so I have been getting to know this person and getting to hear about all of their knowledge that they have on all of these topics um, and all of these types of play and we've had wonderful conversations they have way more than enough knowledge <laughs> to do a scene with. And I realized how incredible of an experience that would be. And I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm saying no to this. That's an amazing idea. And, you know, once we started talking about scenes, they were giving me um, just like tasks of like coming up with Uh, scene ideas and like that was something we negotiated and talked about that they were allowed to give me tasks Um, but we just I think right now we have almost a hundred scene ideas that we haven't done Um, but it just really helped figure out what we wanted and that then led into a play partnership and yeah that was fun (laughs) so I I love this a whole bunch because like you know they offered to do your first scene and I'm even thinking like it didn't even have to go beyond that because I've totally done like Mm -hmm. you know one-off scenes with people so I think it's cool that that they even offered to you know help you with your first scene because that is a huge thing I remember going in my first real scene and it was it was just lot no idea what to expect and you know you've read all these things and so I think that that's, you know, really nice of them, you know, especially because I know they have a lot of experience and, you know, I've never met Monk in person, but I would say if I was a new sub, I probably would do the same thing just from what I've seen online of him and any, you know, personal interaction like this. I'm just like, I, I very much agree with you, Lulu. I'm like, I probably have been like, yeah, like. You know, you seem like a respectable person, but besides how you feel, we have to remember we also have to vet. So how did you two vet each other just to make sure your initial feelings were accurate? From my end, um, a lot of, for us, it was kind of interesting because a lot of our lives are online. Um, You know, I am myself when I TikTok, you know. Um I don't Same. I don't I don't put on a hat and become someone else. I do put on a hat, but it's still me. Um, <laughs> it's a cat actually. <laughs> cover, yes. But um a lot of what went into vetting was just interacting um with Lulu throughout our TikTok journey. And A lot of that happened before we even first met, you know, Um, just as a rule of thumb, I'm not going to go meet people, even as like platonic friends, if they're not trustworthy, if they're not someone I could see myself being around, you know, Um, that's just a general rule in life. I keep company that I can keep company with, you know, Um, and so a lot of that happened before we even met. And from our first meeting, I was just really... I want to say impressed because that sounds weird, but I was like, I, I was very happy um, being around Lulu, um, being able to interact with her. Um, and that's where a lot of the vetting came in. But as we kind of progressed further, I did just ask people about Lulu. I was like, hey, you know Lulu from TikTok, or hey, we're in this Discord server together. What do you think of Lulu? Um, and 
got nothing but good things. So. Awesome. Yeah. Um, on my end, I will say I probably didn't vet as much as I should have, and I was definitely eating, you know, the the parasocial poison fruit. Um, because also, like, the type of content that we make specifically, not to put shade on any other type of content that anyone makes, but our content is very much us. Like, my entire page is about my journey. It is transparent that I am new, that these are classes that I'm going to, that these are things that I am learning, that I am not an expert on. Um, it's not necessarily focused on thirst traps or on teaching others or because that's just not where I am at. That's not where I'm at in my journey or where I was. I'm starting to get there. But um, I think a lot of my vetting process did involve kind of binging through their content and seeing how they interacted with others because we weren't just on TikTok and we didn't like just watch each other's TikToks. Like it was also the way that they had kind of slid into my DMs. Um, in the group that we were in, they like we were talking publicly first and then they asked to privately message me. And even in their private message, we were talking about this the other day. They were very cordial and like very respectful. And it just that to me was a huge green flag. And as we progressed, they were very open. They were like telling me about their past relationships, about their past dynamics. I was able to feel safe in asking any questions that I had. And also they were like, if you want to talk to my current partner at the time, like you can do that. I will give you their information. And they did. And we talked and we met. And so I felt very safe um, just in being able to have that openness. I didn't really see any, you know, glaring red flags that I had been taught from people. So, yeah. Awesome. I love that so much. I will just give a caveat when vetting and um, asking about people to take everything with a grain of salt, whether it's good or bad, because mm -hmm. everyone gives your opinion of that person based on their personal experience. So if they've had a bad experience, they might say something bad. If they've had a good experience, they might say something good. So um, I will just advise everyone to take everything, whether it's good or bad, with a grain of salt because just because someone had a good experience doesn't necessarily mean that you will not that that makes mm -hmm. the person bad but it just might mean you don't click or whatever and if someone says something bad you could have a really awesome relationship with them so just i that's what i always do i do ask around but i always take everyone's opinion with a grain of salt because it's from their perspective and their you know limited experience that they might have with this person so i do ask but i also like okay this is just information i'm going to hold on to and then mm -hmm. move forward now obviously if i ask around and no one has anything good to say i'm i'm not gonna do anything but yeah you know if you ask 10 people and like two of them had something bad to say i would say you know move forward but you know keep what those negative experiences that people had like in the back of your mind just in case something does come up um but uh yeah so i just i'm just adding that in there as you know precaution don't always be like well everyone said he was good so i'm gonna potentially ignore, ignore all these red flags that i might be seeing because everyone said they were they were good so yeah it all comes down to your risk profile like even if it's one or two bad things maybe those one or two bad things are things that you're like mm, you know what i that i'm not okay with that and it is entirely okay to not play with people it is entirely okay to not be compatible with people and that's just something that you should be aware of in any situation but especially online because um there's many people online i don't know if y'all knew this um there's like all the people online so you don't <laughs> have to be stuck with just like one person if it doesn't work out there there are other other fish in the sea so no 100 100 <laughs> i i know i agree with that and i like it a lot 
Um, <laughs> I love how you just like, there's all the people online. And I'm like, yeah, no, for real. Um, so I took a break recently from the online, but that is a total mm-hmm. side conversation. Um, but okay, so now that you have met and you have vetted, um, the next big question is how do you keep because I know you guys go from online to in person. So first question is, how do you keep the, the the dynamic alive when you're not face-to-face? How do you keep that energy flowing? Because I myself am a very physical person. I find it difficult um, for long distance um, if I wasn't able to see the person at all. But I know there are some people that do. So for those that might just be online, how do you keep the, the spicy alive? just online the biggest thing is communication dynamics are a relationship just like any other relationship and one of the big foundations is communication and that's the big thing that i think we both focus on is being able to communicate with our other with each other <clears throat> and that's about things like how we're feeling um what our needs are, um, if we need to renegotiate something, any one of those things are things that we communicate with each other. Um, now, as far as the the physical side, um, we do have ways of doing online play. Um, you know, um, I don't know exactly how deep of detail I can go into, but there are certain things that lend themselves to online play. And we, with what we have, try our best to engage with that. Uh, just so you know, um, all of these uh, podcasts are for 18 plus, so you are allowed to go in as much or as little detail as you would like. Um, there's a, a disclaimer, which I've recently added, and I feel so bad I didn't add it to like earlier episodes, but there has since been added a disclaimer that like, if you aren't 18, you should not be listening to this, and mm-hmm. that if you aren't 18 and you keep doing it, whatever like happens to you because you didn't listen to that warning is then on you because i'm like you know i'm not assuming risk because you didn't listen to my warning um but tatiana it looks like you have something you would like to add what's up (laughs) i was just going to say i've played online a fair amount and the amount and variety of things you can do is insane And something I always thought was great about it was the creativity you get to put into it. It's like an extra step of creativity. And I will say some of our most memorable scenes, I think, have been online because at least at least from my end, um, there is nothing more masochistic than having to do things to yourself. Oh, you yeah. know, Bro. just watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, and just seeing the sadistic smile that, like, comes on their face gives me so much joy and so much reassurance. Cause I, like, I remember, I think it was one of the first times we ever kind of played, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes that you can't see because this is a podcast. But it, I had to do um, different positions that, like, we had talked about and agreed upon. Um, and if you just look up like submissive slave positions, those were it. And I had to remember them and do them. And I remember just like laying down thinking, oh my God, I can't believe someone's making me do this. Like someone is just saying to do this thing. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And like, I just remember like looking at my ceiling thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is insane. And it just made me feel so good to be able to give that power to someone else. It was kind of like a spicy Simon Says, you know, which is (laughs) ironically one of our online scene ideas. Um, We call it Sir Says. And it is... (laughs) It was one of my favorite games to play. I think a lot of our beginning scenes were focused on games, like childhood games. That's so smart though. Or even like if it's like a treasure hunt where it's like you have to get a water bottle within seven seconds or do whatever, or otherwise you have to be in an uncomfortable position. Like 
these are all things you can do online without ever physically having to touch the other person. And a lot of our initial play was based in that because that was the longest time we were online was the first like four or five months or so um, before they finally came in person. And steal your idea. <laughs> yeah, please do. Freezing. Honestly, I need to absolutely <laughs> share the Google document because there's like a lot of things in it that are fun. Um, if like, you're both also, comfortable with it, please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do, and I can stick it in the show notes. Well, there's also things like, um, obviously, Bluetooth devices have been created that is great for online play. Um, but also things like I took a lot of improv game ideas, if you look up improv games. So I think this was one of our first scenes where um, we called it Yes, Sir, and where they would give me a task. And I would say, yes, sir, and let me do this other thing. Whereas, like, if the task is go get a bowl of ice water, I'd be like, yes, and let me dump it all over myself. You know, like, just things like that, where it's like you're adding to it to what is your comfort level uh, that I think is great because it not only is great for online, it enhances communication, but it also is good for when you're beginning because it lets you kind of be the end like decision maker of what you're gonna do and I thought that was really helpful and fun so I would say that that's kind of how we kept our dynamic going was it was just fun and it it wasn't like super serious let's do all all the things all the time it was like let's have fun and get to know each other and have fun with each other and then build a relationship through that uh, Monk, I have a question for you. So, let's say you give them a task. Are all of them required to have video or picture proof? Or do you have to put a level of trust in there that she is going to do what you said? I usually actually don't require um, proof. If I'm giving a task, oftentimes it will be... I think most of the tasks I give are things like lines and things like that, or maybe a journal or something. Um, in which case, yes, the document would be shared. Um, but either my tasks are the pictures. Um, so one time I had her do a photo shoot in things that she looked good in. Um, did that ever get done? I think it did. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, you know, either they are videos or if the, the task just won't require any pictures. Okay. Um, so, how do you build that level of trust then? Because, you know, let's say you did have them do something and, like, they could totally tell you it was done and it not have been done. How, mm -hmm. like, how did you both build that level of trust or, like, how, how was that built? The basis of my trust is knowing that we want to be in a relationship with each other. You know, mm -hmm. it, it makes no sense if you want to be in this type of a relationship with someone and then you just like don't fulfill your commitment. You know, it's like what that, that kind of indicates like, do you really want to be here? You know, like what are we doing? Um, so just at the basis, it's the assurance and the reassurance that we want to be here you know we want to do these things and for me it really helps to know that if my partner wants to be in a relationship with me they want these tasks they want these things they're going to do them you know and if there ever comes a time where lulu doesn't want to do something um that's where communication comes in those lines of communication are open for her to say i don't want to do this or this does not sound appealing for me and then from there we can talk about something different and also we, within our dynamic there was always an expectation of trust like we negotiated bratting as you should do and part of that was that the not doing tasks or lying that's not part of my bratting that is just not what i do um that so that that's not really part of it at all. Lying is not allowed. Hiding things is not allowed. Um, because for me, like, 
Personally, I don't find joy in lying. I don't find um, joy in hiding things. But I think a huge part of a dynamic is trust and is negotiating that. So if you are okay with um, like hiding things or saying you didn't do things and that's your mischievous way of bratting, that's entirely cool. That's entirely valid. I'm not gonna yuck your yum. That's not for me though. And um, I know with Monk, there's a very specific type of bratting that they like, and that is the kind that I do. Um, I think you guys had an episode where you talked about the different types of brats. And this is when I talked with Tatiana about being the chess brat, where it's like, I will strategically do things um, but also I strategically lose all the time. That is yeah. the fun part for me, you know? Like, That's why it, I always say, oh, I get what I want because it is strategic. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing most of, most of the time. Like, I remember one time they said, oh, do what you do best, make me a deal. You want this to stop, make me a deal. And I was like, okay. And so I gave them a deal that I think was for like a hundred Oreos or something. I don't even remember. And uh, then I bragged about it on TikTok because I was like, hee hee, I got what I want. I got to stop and I got what I wanted. That's exactly what I wanted. So then the next day they were like, no, you're going to edge for like an hour. And then we're going to have this conversation again. And I was like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, real quickly, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Lulu saying Oreos is is a uh, code for Her orgasms. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, on here, it doesn't matter, but I know that you talk on TikTok a lot, so it's probably just like... I'm just used to it. I'm used to right. saying it. Which is fun. I just wanted to explain <laughs> for our listeners what you were talking about. So if Lulu ever says something with Oreos, Oreos are orgasms. So, <laughs> and, you know, I'm not going to force them to, like, say the word orgasm um but you know because on tiktok you can't you can't say that word so i totally understand why they said oreos but uh just for listeners to understand lulu's terminology that is what an oreo is yeah it's awesome because like you know my dog made me eat you know 30 oreos in a row and you know someone not in the know might be like they're like why is that that i got so many comments on my video about that they were like wait, why is that hard for you to eat a hundred Oreos in a day? And I was like, oh, cause that's not, anyways, moving <laughs> on, <cool>. next topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next question is, do you think your dynamic would be different if you weren't able to meet in person at all? Yes. Um, one thing that we got into this dynamic for was knowing that eventually we, we were going to transition into a fully in-person thing. Um, I think we're both people that would not do a very long-term um, exclusively online dynamic. Um, so if, if for some reason we could not move in together or if for some reason we could not go to in-person at some time, I don't know exactly how that would look like, but um, we both got into this with the eventuality of us um, becoming in person. Okay. Yeah. It would definitely be different. And for me, I, I think we're very lucky because we've been able to meet up basically every month since we first met, with the exception of right now. <laughs> Um, I think we're going to be going on like six to eight weeks without being together. And that's the longest we've been since I think like December to February. Um, And so it's just different because now we've shifted from what was an entirely online play partnership into a long distance dynamic that just utilizes the function of the online space to be able to communicate more effectively, you know, things you couldn't do a million and a half years ago. So um, it's something that's definitely different. (laughs) So would you say right now the online component is more to supplement your in, you know, your like 
in-person component whereas before it was just like an online thing would you say online now is used more to supplement than anything else i wouldn't call it a supplement it's definitely a significant part of our lives um and i would just call our online dynamic another facet of our dynamic you know we have what we do we have what we do in person we have what we do online both are equal at least to me equally as important you know it's not like oh i see lulu once a month and then the rest of the time yeah we're we're just online but like a lot of this time is great for growth um Mm -hmm. because having one's own space to reflect on and process what's going on in life you know good or bad is super helpful um and so i really use the times where we can't be together um to grow myself as well as like think about moving forward with our relationship and dynamic and i would imagine you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but being apart for those times helped strengthen the communication a lot because it's so easy and I wouldn't feel this is easy if it with my dom but it's so easy to think out of sight out of mind sometimes um and just to kind of slip out of the routine you have in person mm-hmm. and I think being apart is very helpful for strengthening that. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but that's just my thought. Well, I think being separate gives kind of like Mark said, a lot of time for self-reflection. And I think to be in any good relationship, you need to be self-aware. You need to know your needs and you need to know how to communicate that and you need to learn how to do that in order to have a healthy relationship. Um, And a huge part of that is taking the time to reflect, which is something that I do every morning. So that's just another one of our rules. I honestly am looking at it and a benefit, I think, because I live with my dom, you know, we're we're married, so I, I live with them. And I feel like, in my opinion, being apart might make the time you're together more intentional. Mm-hmm. Because let's say my dom and I are like, hey, you know, this Friday we want to plan a scene. But then, you know, like life gets in the way and things don't happen. Mm-hmm. But I think like if I had planned, let's say, to go visit somebody life isn't going to get in the way because like i specifically like you know one i'm not i would be away or i would have someone coming over where i feel like the intent to keep those plans is a little stronger given the limited amount of time whereas me living with my dom sometimes i'm like well you know we can do this another day it's not a big deal we live together so mm-hmm. i mean that might say more about my dynamic than anything else but um i think that's also a thing that comes when like you do live with someone but not having that and just i feel like do, do you think being apart and then coming together helps you be more focused and intentional with the time you do have together it definitely builds um the last time they came down uh i learned a little bit before that my bratting is solar powered and it is seasonal so i was in a very bratty mood we had very sunny days <laughs> and that led to them coming down and i was having a very fun first night uh, <laughs> i recently got a charcuterie board which is code for paddle um that says attitude adjuster on it and boy was my attitude adjusted very quickly (laughs) (laughs) props to you for knowing how to say charcuterie i can never i can never say that i keep wanting to call it a charcuterie board because that's what they call it on the pink kink podcast and i'm just like (laughs) no it's a charcuterie board but um yeah i don't know if i have it yeah it was my first toy that I ever got bound to me. So that's- I love it. 
And it's I really literally, wish everyone on the podcast like, could see it's this. It's as big as me. It is like my entire body. That's how big it is. It you is called so a big ass it is cattle. So big. <laughs> from the King Factory, for those interested. Uh, not to get off topic, <laughs> but uh, that is something that I think is very helpful in long distance relationships and like online dynamics when you know you're going to meet them in person is there is a lot of build and you can have a lot of fun with that it's almost like the world is edging you and so you just like get to be right there right on the edge and then when you get together it's just this like glorious release of like everything you've been waiting for um and we're just very lucky again that it Okay, so last question is, speaking of them being bratty when the sun's out, how do you handle bratty behavior from a distance? Because I know me as a brat, I'm very much the direct confrontational brat. I am not a chessboard brat. I, I, my brain does too many things on its own for me to even try to strategize that. I don't, I don't like strategy anything, strategy games that like that's not that's not my bag. Mm-hmm. I am very much like, um, you know, someone tells me to do something and it's like, are you gonna make me do it? Like I don't think so, and very just like directly confrontational. That's the type of brat I am, and so for me. And I think where one of the parts I struggle with online relationships is because I know, like, they aren't there to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that also is one of my things, like, in text, when my dom and I were first together, he'd be at work and would tell me something. And I was like, well, you're not here to, like, enforce that. I think I wasn't supposed to, like, play with myself or something like that. And I was just like, well, you're not here to stop me, so... So, oh, look, there's my hand, and oh, I can't control it. (laughs) I was like, oh, no, the toy is now on. Um, So I'm like, how do you, you know, so for me, I think that would make my way at the eyebrow very difficult. So how, you know, one, Lulu, how do you work your bratting into an online dynamic? And then for Monk, how do you handle the bratting online? So whichever one of you wants to go first, I, I, you know, no preference here, but, uh. Yeah, um, well, how I incorporate it is, again, it's a lot more being clever. And for me, my, not to say other bratting isn't cool, but like my bratting specifically is based on a strategy. It is based on the long haul and Like, for example, I'm very much malicious, compliant, oriented. I love doing what my dom tells me to in a specific way. Um, And so, like, an example would be the first time they asked me to write lines, they said it had to, like, it was 80 lines. It had to start with one and end with 80, and it had to be alternating colors um, written very nicely, you know. And so I did all the odd numbers and then I did all the even numbers. So it started with one and it ended with 80. And they were like, hey, do you think I'm not gonna notice this? And I'm like, notice what? What are you talking about? And they were like, they're not in like numeric order. And I was like, you didn't ask for them to be in numeric order. You said to start with one and end with 80. And I I did, you know? Um, oh, sweet I wrote, Jesus. I was like, I wrote 80 lines. I did that. They're very pretty lines, too. It was my best handwriting. And so I was like, how is that not what you told me to do? I was like, if you want me to put them in like chronological order, that's fine. I'll do that. But you didn't ask for that. So I didn't <laughs> like break any rules. I did the task that was given to me. Um, and so that's my type of bratting. I'm not necessarily confrontational in the same way like I think the only time I've said make me I didn't just say make me it was something where I don't even remember what you said but they said something and then I was like is this the part where I'm supposed to say make me like does that part go here and they were like are you saying what I think you're saying and I'm like no I'm asking if that's what I should say I'm not saying it I'd never I would never I wouldn't do that that just does not sound like something I would do you know, and so either. <laughs> well, so then that goes on on them to how 
they want to respond and it really is about the back and forth for us i think so then sir if you want to talk about how you respond yeah um when i respond to online bratting i number one also play the long game but number two um utilize tools that i have creatively gathered over the years um one and yes one that i have found that i particularly enjoy is um room temperature tonic water and so that that would be a task where either on video call or sending me a video you know she would have to drink a bottle of room temperature tonic water um yeah it's disgusting um another one could be really quick question is this the same like tonic water when someone's like hey i want like a vodka tonic is that what they put in there yes yeah it is bad it is so bad because here's the thing it's one thing if you mix it with something else even then it's not great but when it is room temperature and on its own tonic water has quinine in it which is incredibly bitter which tastes so bad especially if you have to keep drinking it it doesn't stop it literally tastes like you are drinking gasoline like it is so awful um i am never telling my dumb about that i hope they listen to this podcast because <laughs> <laughs> it is so bad and i remember we brought that up to um cancer phase and some of our friends and they're like oh i need to take that i'm like no we need to never mention this again um but that actually came the tonic water punishment came from a bratty moment that i had because we were out getting drinks and i don't like sparkling water and so i was ranting i was a little tipsy and i was ranting about my hatred for sparkling water and they were and I, they were like or sorry to back up I said sparkling water is for and I stopped myself and they were like is for what because they like sparkling water and I was like no no uh nothing no I was like I can't I can't I I can't finish that sentence and they were like finish it and I was like no this doesn't I was like okay but this doesn't apply to you this just applies to everyone else that likes sparkling water and <laughs> They were like, what is it? And I was like, well, I just think sparkling water is for pussies. Like if you're gonna drink a caffeinated beverage, just drink a soda, like drink something that has flavor. Sparkling water doesn't have enough flavor for me. And so I'm like, just don't be a pussy about it. Just drink a soda. Like I don't understand. And they were like, okay, the next time you get groceries, you're gonna get sparkling water. And I was like, fuck no, please don't make me do that. And they were like, yeah, you will do that. And I was like, okay, I will do that. And I was gonna get sparkling water and I was like, well, what flavor, what kind? And they're like, no, no. They're like, actually, no, get tonic water. And I was like, they don't have that. I do not see that. And they were like, you're gonna go up to an employee and you're gonna ask where the tonic water is because I guarantee you they have tonic water. And I was like, no, I don't think they do. And then I found it and I was like, damn. And so that started this. the whole tonic water thing that night i think cuz i was just going to go get like shampoo and conditioner so i was like does that count as grocery shopping like i'm not buying food they're like yes it's the test like you're getting it dang it and so then i i drank it for them that night and it it is not good it's a very great long distance punishment cuz it is very effective um especially if like Again, to go back to the trust thing, they trust that I didn't just open these bottles and do anything else. But also, if your dom makes you open it in front of you, like you're gonna know. Um, so that's another helpful tip. <laughs> for any doms listening to this, I feel sorry for your subs if they if you I'm if you so took this idea. I'm so I'm so sorry. And subs, if you're listening, do not tell your dom about this. Save yourself. <laughs> I have never gone a day without drinking all my water because if I don't, I have to drink tonic water and it sucks. It is worth noting that a small percentage of the population does not actually taste quinine. Um so if you are a part of that population, tonic water will just taste like sparkling water to you. Great bratting tool. <laughs> um 
But anyway, uh, all that to say, I hope you like sparkling water in that case, but uh, there are a very rare few who are not affected by the taste of quinine, so. Mm-hmm. Part yeah, of me wants to get it just to see if it would work on me, but like get it when my Tom was not around and like, and you, so he doesn't go like, well, why are you drinking tonic water? And I, I just mm-hmm. want to see, because you mentioned that it might not affect me and now I'm just curious if it does or not. And so part Statist- of me wants to go get so. Statistically speaking, I believe there's about a 92% chance that you will be affected by it. I know, but like, I guess by- But what if I'm not? But what if I'm not? And like, this only hurts me because I'll drink it and it'll taste like ass and I'll go get something else and throw away the bottle and no one will ever know what I did. The first few sips will taste like Sprite. You need to keep drinking it. Like, that's what makes it bad. Because I remember they had me try it and I was like, this isn't bad. And they were like, keep drinking then. And then I got to the point, I was like, mm, no, I don't like this. I don't like it at all. <laughs> and yep, it's so relatively is, this... like harmless. Like, there's nothing bad that can happen other than it tastes bad, you know? Right. So it's not like it's bad for you or anything. Like there's very low risk involved which makes it a wonderful long distance punishment. But another thing they've had me do is like be in uncomfortable positions and just have to like basically stay there until I beg to not <laughs> be in there. And I don't know, I wanna say like lines or something we've done. I haven't had to be punished a lot. Um, I've had privileges taken away, again, all negotiated, um, but like furniture privileges, um, bed privileges, things like that, clothes. I lost TikTok for two days once. I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to post, like, I thought it was just, I wasn't allowed to post. They're like, no, you can't have TikTok for two days. And I was like, because that's all I do when I'm sitting on my phone and I'm scrolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like I swear I never did that again. I was like I need I need my TikTok. I mean that that's just something bad about me and how much I use TikTok. But we're not focusing on that. But you know, taking away of privileges is something that would definitely um, work. Yeah. And so right. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, didn't you say the last time we recorded this? For those who don't know, we had technical difficulties. We don't need to get into that. But, um, sir, didn't you say, like, that initially you were gonna do kind of less punishments from, or not less, but, like, previous punishments would last, like, a week long, and you saw, like, how that affected me, and that changed what you want to do now? Yes. Um, So punishments can, how do I describe it? Punishments, if you want them in your dynamic, um, have one important thing that need to be talked about, and that is like how people feel during punishments. And in times past, there have been like, oh, you lose privileges for a week, or one time you have to do a reflection every night for a week. Um, and we found that the long time frame just didn't work well as a punishment. You know, whereas tonic water is something that's quick and like uncomfortable and unpleasant in the moment, but it, it, but it teaches a lesson, you know, um, some of those longer term ones were just like, oh, I'm wallowing in misery for a few days. Yeah, so. because for me, like we've negotiated the difference between punishments and punishments, um, but specifically I don't feel like I have become better until I'm done with my punishment um it's kind of like a until I've done my crime like until I've done the time I don't feel like justice has been served and so that's why they kind of talked about having shorter punishments so that way I'm not just wallowing for a week being like I'm the worst sub ever (laughs) like Uh, and I don't deserve this and all the negative brain weasels bad thoughts that infiltrate um your mind so that definitely is something that we have been working on but luckily I have not needed to be punished uh since so we're definitely getting stronger in our dynamic I think and in our relationship and 
yeah, we've been able to have really good communication that I think is the beginning foundation for our long-term relationship. This has been super eye-opening and I love this. Uh, does anyone have any last minute things they want to add about online dynamics? Any tips, is there any comments, anything? Or we, we all feel it good. Just a reminder that communication is key in all relationships, but especially online and especially in long distance. If you are not feeling okay or something is not working, communicate that and work on that. It is okay to change. It is okay for your needs to change. Um, we just went through our own renegotiation of things because some things weren't working and that's okay. 100%. I live with, you know, like I said, I live with my dom and, um, we have a renegotiation at the end of the month so even though we live together same thing still happens so um but anywho this has been a fantastic class let's give a round of applause and a thank you for our guest speakers monk and lulu thank you so much for coming and doing this again and i'm so sorry we had to do this twice thank um, you for having us twice Yay! Um, and uh, check out next week for our next episode. But for now, class dismissed. Bye. Did you like what you heard? Then make sure to never miss a class. You can find us on one of your favorite podcatchers, which include Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and Good Pods. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Brat University. Make sure to look in the show notes below to join our Discord server. We can't wait to hear from you. 